Hello and welcome to Zerbinator's Horror Nights, the show that puts the air in scare. It puts the right in fright and takes the air out of terror. I am your host, Zerbinator, and with me tonight is my very good friend, Mike G. What up, G? What's going on, Kev? How are you today, man? Oh my gosh, you sound amazing. Wow, it's that new sexy voice. Well, with me tonight is Sexy G, and tonight we're going to discuss Zachary Donahue's 2013 horror film, The Den. We will spoil the heck out of this movie, so if you wish, watch the movie first, then come on back. If you don't care, stay right there. (laughs) Did you hear that? The computer just glitched. Kevin, watch out. Looks like someone's behind you. What? No! They're coming to get you, Barbara. It would be a little unkind to present this without just a word of friendly warning. What music they make. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Life, and death. Your mother's in here with a I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. There's no more room in hell. The dead will walk here. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain... Would you like to leave a message? Now is your chance to... Well, we warned you. So, Mike, how have you been? And please explain why you sound like a white version of Barry White tonight. Uh, I, <laughs> dang. <laughs> now my mind went crazy. You messed me. <laughs> I was trying to think of a Barry White song to sing to you. <laughs> Just go, girl, I want to hold you and I. Uh, you know, that's all you have to do. No, I've been well, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I went out and uh, thanks to convincing and pushing by you. Went out and got myself a nice professional podcast set up for a change. Sounds good. It sounds really nice and clean, and it doesn't sound like we're going through webcams, which we didn't go through before. You were just yelling all the way from Florida. Yeah, that was a long yell. I had to roll that newspaper up real tight and get a big horn out of it. (laughs) And I had to put the microphone on a very tall stand just to pick that up. (laughs) That's what we had going on. Well, I wanted to ask you questions pertaining to this film before we begin. Has your computer ever been hacked? Have you ever been hacked at all? Uh, no, not per se. Well, I had someone plant a virus on my computer years ago, uh, back mm. in the old chat days in the chat rooms. Um, AOL kind of chat yeah, room? Yeah, like Yahoo before, you know, before they really started coming out with major firewalls and all that. Yeah. Um, but nothing severe, you know, not like anything that happened in the movie. Yeah, well, that's, they did some good hacking in the movie. Yeah, how about you? The closest I've ever been to being hacked was when, like, you know, you call up about a problem with a Microsoft. We called up about Microsoft Word 2003, and someone from Microsoft got into my computer and did some work. Yeah. That's about the most I've ever been hacked. I have had viruses left and right, mm-hmm. none that have taken over my computer too much. Um, your usual Trojans, you know, not the ribbed kind, just the regular... But you get what you get. Sticky situation. Definitely sticky situation. What was your first reaction to seeing this particular movie? You know, I really liked it. I felt that it was different. 
kind of kept me not on the edge of my seat, but kept me thinking, you know. Um, right. So I really enjoyed it. That's one of the reasons why I think I recommended it when we did our last show, because it's just different. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. That's okay. Now, I have to tell you that the movie is definitely worth talking about on this show. Right. The reason I didn't like the movie is because what it was setting out to do for you, and again, this is kind of spoiling it, the end of the movie was exactly what I didn't want to see. But therefore, if it wasn't but for the fact that that's what the movie was about, that's what was scary about it. It was a little too close to what I think is becoming like the norm nowadays. And it's... It's, uh, and it hasn't gotten to the entertainment aspect. And I know we're jumping right to the grid of this movie. It, we haven't gotten to the entertainment, uh, field of that type of lifestyle where people are being, uh, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Let me not do that now, but that's why I didn't like it. Okay. Because I, I feel that this movie is going to become a reality eventually if it's not already. That's. Yeah, I th- we'll discuss it more later. Uh, okay, we'll talk when about we talk it about it because I don't. But want- that was my reaction to this film. Right, the, right. the the first reaction was is that the actress is amazing. She did a great job. Right. Um, the second reaction as it went on was like you know, this is really well thought out and well done. The timing is excellent. And then, but when it started getting a little too much on the, you know, just for what seemed like uh, killing for fun, then I was like, this is not. It's getting a little too weird, yeah, and uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I, again, we'll discuss it further more when we get a little later into the show. Um, I'll give mm-hmm. more of my thoughts on it, and you know, and we're going to sometimes have differences of opinions on, on movies, yeah, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, Siskel and Ebert didn't always agree with two thumbs up. That's true. So, and and one ate more than the other, and that's me. So yeah. I'll be the big guy. <laughs> and now tonight's feature. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight's feature is The Den. It was released March 14th, 2013. The director is Zachary Donahue, and the writers are Zachary Donahue and Lauren Thompson. Uh, all right, I'm going to go down the list of the er, um, er, uh, cast here. Melanie Papalia plays the main character chick, Elizabeth Benton. She was an extraterrestrial. She was an American Pie. Presents the Book of Love. You ready for this name? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> this is one thing about independent film channel movies. You end up with names like this. God bless you, David. I don't know how to say this right. I'm going to try it. Schlachtenflugenhaven. Yeah, that's pretty close. Schlachtenhaven. I'm just, it'll be rude if I keep going. Make fun of me. He played Damien Clark, the boyfriend of Chickypoo. Farf- how do you say? Farfanagan. <laughs> what did you just call me? <laughs> Shock jock. Adam Shapiro plays Max. Thank you, Mr. Shapiro. Good old Italians. The computer whiz and close buddy of Chicky Poo. Anne Margaret Hollyman. No relation to Anne Margaret. She played Lynn Benton, the sister of Chicky Poo. Matt Wrighty, Sergeant Tisbert. Again, independent film. Tisbert. Tisbert, not Ernie. <laughs> That's what I was heading towards. Police sergeant. And then you had. Katija Pevic, who played Jenny, friend and close neighbor of Chicky Poo. Chicky Poo being Melanie Papalia, Elizabeth Benton. You're going to see Elizabeth Benton, i.e. Uh, Mel- Melanie Papalia, in quite a few movies because she is a good actress, really good actress. I thought she was too. Yeah, definitely. And now for a quick movie plot summary. 
written by Zerb. Here's the, uh, the quick movie plot, as always, written by Zerb. Um, mm-hmm. This is always one of my fun segments to uh, <laughs> go across because I do not rehearse this. Uh, I omit this from when I'm reading our script that we go down, just as the disclaimer now. So that mm-hmm. hence why all the laughing and all the silliness. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> do not blink when watching The Den. You will miss something and then the whole movie is lost. Cutie Pie Elizabeth is studying the habits of webcam users in a chat room titled The Den. She is getting a grant from a school, I think, as she seems to be working on a thesis of habits from humans and electronics. It seems most people still act like they did when 8mm film was invented. (laughs) They make strange faces. Some like to take their clothes off. Others like to have puppet shows. The puppet was awesome, by the way. (laughs) The puppet was disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Only these puppets do things that never happened on Sesame Street. (laughs) As she combs through the fields of perverts and half-wits, she stumbles across a grisly, chewy, double-cheesy, and shredded pepperoni slice of murder pizza. Mm -hmm. I mean, real gross stuff. As the movie progresses, the murderer hacks Elizabeth's system, and now the observer becomes the observed. They they start screwing around with her files, killing off her friends. Did I mention there was more than one murderer? Yeah, there's more than one murderer. Then a bunch of bad murder and guts and gore happens, and then she gets whacked by a bunch of mean people. The end. (laughs) And that bugged the crap out of me. Well, that bugged the crap out of me after all the work that she did and and getting, you know, busted the tooth of that one kid in this this setup. And then what do they do to her? They hang her, and then all of a sudden, you know, they say, you know, she gets down. She's like, oh, she got a chance, and they just walk up and bang. Yeah, well, you know, this is funny. Um, Well, we'll get a little bit more into it when we start getting into film goodies. Um, Okay. But, I mean, with this ending, uh, you know, she escaped at first. And and that's kind of what I liked about it. Because usually in a horror movie, there's always a heroine or or a hero. And And you start rooting for her to get out of there. All these different people are popping out. And that's when you realize that this is a multi complex uh, group of killers. And you think she's going to get away, and at the last second, she did, and nobody yeah. survived. Let me ask you this. You said a heroine and a hero. Is that a matter of drugs and a sandwich? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not saying that's one of the things that I liked about the movie, but I kind of like the fact that there were – the main character didn't survive. You know, usually it's just, you know, the the the, the supporting cast that dies and – you know, the main actress always, you know, i.e. Scream or uh, yeah. Halloween or something yeah. to that effect. I mean, which is fine. That works for those movies. In my opinion, this worked with killing her off. Hmm. Well, I like the fact that during this movie, there were a lot of subtle, spooky things. And I really was looking for something supernatural because I love supernatural stories over... I can't say over the Mike Myers or the Jasons because Jasons and Mike Myers have a little supernatural thrown in. Right. Uh, Mike Myers, not so much, but Mike Myers happens on Halloween. There's your supernatural. Right. It's on a, ha- a holiday, you know. Right. This, this fell more towards, like you said, it was a Saw type of movie. I am not, other than Saw 1, a Saw fan. Anything after that to me is not as good as that initial idea. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
So I'm kind of torn. Shelly loved this movie, thought it was really good. And uh, we both were like, you know, it's a little over the edge on the murder aspect, but, you know, we weren't going to turn it off because we wanted to see what was going to happen next. So right. I can't shoot it down completely. But again, at the end there, I didn't like the ending. Right. Now, you said you had some trivia about how it changed. Yeah, but just one more thing that I want to touch on off of something. Oh, you please, said, please, please. You know, is uh, I think one of the main reasons why I like this is that, of course, in the beginning of the movie, here's a spoiler, people. Um, you don't realize that it's multiple people that are involved, number one. Right. Num- I did not know that number two, at all. Number two, you realize the reason why her friends and her family are disappearing is because these people are trying to protect themselves from being discovered, mm. which is an interesting fact. It w- you know, I like how that was built into the plot. And, of course, the ending is the biggest part that people are paying to see these people go off and kill people. That's disgusting. It's very disgusting, but it was a very great, uh, very good element for the in, towards the ending of the movie because you yeah, never reason. you never see it coming. It's never suspected that hey, I, I'm paying on my credit card to watch little Susie run around and these people in in burlap sacks and doctor's mask and gas masks yeah. run around and chase and and torture and murder and blah 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 blah. So that was, for me, it was a very unique written movie. And that's my experience. And well, no, and I'll also give you the fact that uh, the first thing the guy did is when he noticed that his son, was it his son coming in the room? Yes. And the first instant feeling he had was guilt because of what he was doing. That's correct. Um, and that, that to me was a, a, a plus instead of just having him there being this you know, big fat guy like me sitting in a chair going, I'm going to watch me some girl screaming. Right. You know, so, right. and I like the fact that they made this guy, uh, somebody who works for a living, comes home and is tired. And what does he do to unwind? He decides he wants to go on the, uh, the den site or whatever. Right. <laughs> and, and see who gets it next. Right. That's creepy. So it, it definitely got where it, where it needed to be for it to be a, a horror film. It, it makes you uncomfortable. Right. And that's that's what you want horror movies to do. You know, the way it's a being a you know, a found footage film, I like the fact that they didn't do it through a video camera that it was actually Oh, that would have drove me nuts. Yeah, that it was done through a webcam series. You know, yeah, a little unrealistic as she's walking to her friend's house or running or whatever that she's on this web chat. I was waiting for the stop sign to jump out and smack her in the face. <laughs> you know, it was a little unrealistic in that aspect. But you know right. what? How many people, and I can honestly say I've even seen it down here in Florida, that I've seen people walking down the street with their video chat on in their phone and they're actually doing that. And I'm going, yeah. wow, you know, do no, I saw someone walk into a pillar in Boston Common Mall in Virginia <laughs> while I was in a restaurant, the Chevy's restaurant, and I just watched, and I was like, honey, watch this, watch this, and we watched her, and she just plowed herself right into a pillar right there at the mall. El Cabong. <laughs> it was great. Never so. text and walk. And now for the things that had followed the original. Well, the movies that followed... Uh, the only one that I could find anything to do with was Unfriended in 2014, which had the same type of desktop, real-time footage style, but otherwise, not much to find. How about a little bit of movie trivia? <laughs> Kev, the only goodies I could really find out there, because this is a pretty new movie, was yeah. uh, that it was initially released in Russia... In 2013, matter of fact, it was released on December 23rd, 2013, 
And then it was oh, given Christmas a, man. yeah, it, right, Merry Christmas, right? <laughs> and then it was given a simultaneous limited theatrical and VOD release on March 14th, 2014 through IFC Midnight. So Okay, so it had video on demand right away. Yes, it did. Kind of like how the Babadook was. It never made it to the theater. It went straight to video on demand. And really quick, if I can interrupt you right there, mm-hmm. I listened to the Nerdist podcast and he was interviewing John Cusack and John Cusack was like, did you guys see the Babadook? And he had just seen it like, like two nights before. Right. He said, it's the most amazing horror movie I've seen because horror movies are so terrible now. And that was the most amazing horror. John Cusack loved the Babadook. Just putting it out there. All right. Continue. Right. So th- again, that's really all that I could find on it. Yeah. Did you, were you able to find anything on it El- at all? Uh, don't call me L. L. Well, this film had more than one ending. The original ending was that Elizabeth died in a car accident when a truck hit her and she's thrown from the car. Uh, I think I would have felt better because it had been like, oh, oh, and then she died of natural causes instead of getting a bullet in the head. But it was later changed to her being died on the webcam and tortured. And uh, a new young lady sits back and watches slowly as the game is about to repeat. Which uh, she actually was the next target. The the and that's that the, Australian the English chick? or Australian chick, yeah, that had yeah. the boyfriend dancing behind her when yeah yeah. I think she was actually becoming the next target because she had logged on and she saw that girl, and it seems like whoever saw the girl die, that person die, was the next yeah. target that they were going to start hacking and terrorizing. And I just figured that there was probably thousands of targets just to keep the site going, depending on what you wanted to watch, hangings, slicings, I th- whatever crap you're into. I, oh, that still bugs me. I think it's, I mean, I think it. you're right. I think it's absolute, a nationwide, even maybe worldwide network of killers. That's oh, terrible. Well, yeah, but man. The it, thing that's, a ter- and this, I go to it now. Now I'll go to what I was talking about in the beginning of the mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, how far away do you, and, and if it's a pessimistic point of view or whatever you want, a sadistic view, uh, I, I wonder if that's first of all happening now or number two, and I'm not about to go search to find out. And number two, how far away do you think, you know, like, like in the year 2222, do you think by then that that's going to be, you know, on the Disney channel? <laughs> you know what I mean? Hi, kids. Welcome to Murder by Numbers. <laughs> Hi, kids. I'm Mickey. Uh, Many deserve that. <laughs> you know, you do know. I think something... I mean, we kind of see it already with, like, the Craigslist killers and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that doesn't involve a webcam or anything, but are there there's sites out there like The Den? I, and I can, you know, years and years ago, I can't remember the name of a site... But there was a site like that where you just clicked a button and said next person to chat with and webcam popped yeah. up and it was just a random stranger. Hearmeseeme.com. Maybe that's what it was. I could. And it doesn't have that anymore. And they got rid of it because people were getting hurt by people down the street. Right. And so mm-hmm. could something – I think that's what kind of didn't draw me to the movie but made me after the movie go, wow, man, that could really be happening now. That's some freaky stuff. You know, you could relate. You could relate because you've lived that before in the past, right. kind of thing. And plus, of where I currently work, you know, and what we deal with, and the content that we deal with, we know 
how bad the internet can truly be out there. Yeah. So could something like this be going on? Absolutely. You know, it's sad. It's very sad. I'm sure that's what, uh, and you know, all of this started back with a caveman who threw a rock at another caveman. Yeah, I know. Just, just one day he just, you know, I don't like you. Correct. He talks like that. Yeah. That's how cavemen talked back then. I learned, I, I researched it and he goes, come here. And he picks it up. They all had a, that accent and they throw a rock, hit him in the head. And that's it. That's it. And then, you know what his parents were saying back then? I, I bet in the year 2015, they're going to make a movie about you. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys are sitting there doing this thing called podcasting. I don't know what kind of accent that was. Yeah. It goes back to what we talked about, about what scares us, you know, back to our first episode. You know, this is right. something because it's can be so close to home that... It doesn't necessarily have to be the movie that scares you. It's reality scares you, you know? Yeah. And that's uh, what this did. And that's again, one of the unique feet. I mean, I didn't get scared by it, but did it make me think? Absolutely. That's what made this movie very unique to me is that they were able to take that movie and include a saw slash hostile slash, you know, purge sort of type movie and. But in the at the end, it leaves you going, man, that could have been me. That could have been my sister. That could have been my cousin. Hey, Mike, ever freak out when you notice that your camera is still on? Like your webcam's on. You walk in the room and you're like, oh. Yeah, no, I'm lucky that when I, my computer goes to sleep, it automatically shuts the webcam off. <laughs> so, But how can you be sure? Well, the little green light's not on. <laughs> I mean... Do you have a Logitech as well? I, I guess. do, yes. So okay, I can tell. Too. And the other good thing is that I have a separate room completely that it's just my computer and the webcam and all my podcast stuff is set up in my den. And the only time we're ever in here is when I'm in here is when I'm using the computer, which is hardly next to none. Except for the nights that I've got you on this site. That's true. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um. Mine is always facing, I always have to turn it around. Right. It's just a thing. Cause you know, if you I might be picking my nose right. or, you know, stand up and scratching areas. I don't want people watching. And no, I always end up doing that. Like as soon as you and I finish recording the show, I'll take the webcam, I'll turn it around and it's always facing the wall in the back there. Yeah. And we have that great luxury of being able to do that. But a lot of the new devices, laptops and such, it's built right in. Yeah, you know, and you and there's no light saying that it's on either. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I know it. You know, eh, you know. You never know. You just, At work, we used to take pieces of tape and cover up the laptop because they were all work laptops, right? And my boss used to always tease everybody that he says, you know, I can watch you when you're not working, so I want you to keep working. Now I know I couldn't. But just at the thought of it made me put tape. I used to take post-it pieces and put them all over the monitor so he or the uh, camera. So all he'd see is this yellow piece of paper sitting in front of the right. camera. It was enough to make me want to do that. Yeah. I mean, I had a webcam 10 years ago. And until we started to decide to do this podcast, this is the first time I've had a webcam in 10 years. Mm. So I don't Skype. I mean, it's not that I don't. I just rather talk to people on the phone. I mean, it's easier for you and I to talk like this. Plus, what other, you know, other means that we talk through, you know, well, here yeah, comes the Voxer. plug through Voxer. I um, love Voxer. You know, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm do most of everything on my smartphone. Yeah. So, yeah. And that has a camera. 
It does, but I don't have that feature. To, you, I can that feature set up for me to turn manually on and off. It cannot be turned on or off by somebody, except for the government. Except for yeah, well maybe. Well, which leads me to my next question: Should the government be more involved with the internet to the point, even though they've already voted they weren't going to bother uh, with with internet sites such as the possibility of the ones that we're talking about right now, or? Other companies, should they monitor websites to make sure things like this doesn't happen? And if they did, would it matter? No, I don't think the government is needs to be involved. But I know the Internet service providers, they are watching. They have to. And because, again, what I do for a living currently, we know this because they we receive the reports. Right. And it's where there's video chatting or regular, you know, keyboard typing, you know. Um, is bad. If there's bad stuff out there, the internet service providers will shut those websites down immediately. But when okay. you, it's like anything else, you shut one down, ten more pop up. Yeah. So it's an ongoing battle. Right. That's what I wondered. If uh, so, basically that would be the other companies. Like yeah. What you do? Yes. Well, we don't shut them down. No, um, but you keep track of right if they do or if they don't. Yahoo sends us a report. Says, hey, we've got this, this, and this going. You know, let's say it's Yahoo and they're the internet service provider for ichopyourheadoff.com. Let's just gotcha. say. And of course, law enforcement gets involved as well because we send the report to law enforcement. Law enforcement then correlates with the internet service provider. And the next thing you know, the internet service provider goes, we've received nu- numerous reports. You don't fit into our business standard. So therefore we're shutting you down. You can no longer be on our server anymore. That doesn't right. mean that they can't go find another server in another country or even oh, the United course. States. But the fact of the matter is that yeah, let's, since we're I'm said Yahoo, Yahoo takes that steps to try to keep its internet content as healthy as healthy could be for us. I mean, gotcha. you know, you're still going to find porn sites or whatever, but... What's an ex-hamster? No, I'm kidding. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Will or should there be another sequel is the question I always ask here, and I'm thinking, who's left? <laughs> well... What do you think? I, I With this type of movie, you don't need characters, because it can be anybody, so... I could see a sequel happening, you know, the Den- it's like a Saw franchise. Yeah, sort of. I mean, you know, yeah, there's still, you know, the same bad guy, which that's how it would, you're right, would be with the, the Den. It would yeah. just be a whole new set of victims and maybe a whole new set of circumstances. But really, what set of circumstances could differentiate it from the first? Right, exactly. So maybe they shouldn't touch it. You know, they might do it to drag a few extra dollars out of somebody, but... I th- All depends on how much they made the first time. Yeah. If they, made it, if they overdid it the first time, they'll be back Yeah, to do it again. You know, but uh, I don't, I mean, VHS, that's a horror movie that, you know, it, it's it's the same premise through all. It's a bunch of little stories on a VHS Yeah, tape. yeah, and they've got, I think, four now, and it really yeah. doesn't change, but, you know, it's still a pretty popular series. So, who knows? It just depends. Oh, it's time to go. Time for final comments. <laughs> All right, well, let's discuss what we're going to watch next. This is uh, my turn, right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, uh, there was two choices I was going to go for, and uh, I think I was going to. I'm going to go with my initial choice, just because we went so far into the gore aspect of this movie that I'm ready for one more, and I hope you are too. If you've already seen this. 
there'll be a slight letdown because I'm hoping you haven't just to get your reaction initially when you get to see it okay. for the first time. Cabin in the Woods. Good movie. You saw it? Oh. There's not many that I haven't seen, but yeah, let's, <laughs> let's do that, man. That's cool. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods will have to be our next That's movie. an awesome one. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, and that shall be fun. Yes. I'm sure. Absolutely. Okay. Well, tonight, Mike, I'm going to end the show with Code Monkey by Jonathan Colton. Cool. I figure Code Monkey would be appropriate with all the computer goodies we've got, and it, it fits the movie. So, do you know who Jonathan Colton is? Uh, no. Jonathan Colton, back in 2005, he left his day job writing software, which, which is why the song exists, Code Monkey. But to keep himself busy, he released a song every single week in a podcast form in a project called Thing a Week. And a few of those songs became big, huge internet hits, including this Code Monkey song. And now he's fortunate enough to make his living as a musician. That's awesome. It'll be yeah, so he's, he's doing really well. Yeah. So we'll end the show tonight with that. Please check out Jonathan Colton at www.jonathancolton.com. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-C-O-U-L-T-O-N.com. Mike, thank you again. Thank you for going shopping. You sound amazing. Oh, thanks, man. It, again, another great show. Glad to be here. Looking forward to keep doing this. And uh, everybody keep listening. And if you have any questions, hit us up, man, and uh, we'll be happy to answer them. And Definitely. And in the future, we're going to be doing some movies of which you, the listener, can win that movie we discuss. Absolutely. And we'll be getting to that eventually. We do have a budget now. Thank you all for your donations. So until next time, Mike, take care. You too, Kevin. Thank you very much. I'll see you when we go visit the cabin in the woods. Absolutely. Keep watching, bub. <laughs> Code monkey, get up, get coffee. Code monkey, go to job. Code monkey, have boring meeting with boring manager Rob. Rob say Code monkey, very diligent, but his output stinks. His code not functional or elegant What do Code Monkey think? Code Monkey think Maybe manager wanna write goddamn login page himself Code Monkey not say it out loud Code Monkey not crazy Just proud Code Monkey like Fritos Code Monkey like Tavern Mountain Dew Code Monkey very simple man With big warm fuzzy secret heart Code monkey like you Code monkey like you Code monkey hang around at front desk Till your sweater look nice Code monkey offer buy you soda Bring you cup, bring you ice You say no thank you for the soda Cause soda make you fat Code Monkey have long walk back to cubicle He sit down, pretend to work Code Monkey not thinking So straight, Code Monkey not feeling So great, Code Monkey like Fritos Code Monkey like Tavern Mountain Dew Code Monkey very simple man Big, warm, fuzzy, secret heart Code Monkey like you 
Monkey thinks someday he have everything Even pretty girl like you Code Monkey just waiting for now Code Monkey says someday Somehow Code Monkey like Fritos Code Monkey like Tab and Mountain Dew Code Monkey very simple man Big warm fuzzy secret heart Code Monkey like you All Observinator's music and podcasts are under the Creative Commons license, which allows retelling and rebroadcasting as long as the author is notified and credited. For more great escape pods, please visit www.observinator.wordpress.com. If you would like to contact Observinator Land, you can send an email to instrumentally at gmail.com. Or give us a call at 571-408-CERB or 9372. The goodies that I could really find out there was... <laughs> Stuttering John is only going to be appearing on these uh, last three shows. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> it's the Stone Drunk Podcast. <laughs> We've been that drunk before, Yes, too. we have. Yes, we have, <laughs> unfortunately. All right. Kev, the goodies that I could... Re- oh, f- <laughs> <laughs>